going to talk today about uh, standing your ground again. We're going to talk a little bit about Sarah. Amen. And how you have to surrender your flesh to the supernatural. Amen. To get your breakthrough. If you don't surrender your flesh to the supernatural, take it out of the natural. Are y'all here today? Amen. You haven't heard that one in a while, huh? (laughs) Surrender your flesh to God. In other words, surrender it to the supernatural and get your breakthrough. Amen. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you for your word. We bless you and we honor you and we lift you up today. And Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life to your people here today. Lord, I ask that you would deliver your word to us, Father. We don't want to see man. We don't want to hear from man. We want to hear from you. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And praise God. Our our, uh, teaching is going to come out of Hebrews 11.11. And that's all God gave me last week. (laughs) He kept telling me Hebrews 11.11. And I said, well, I kept my pencil, my pen, and my pad next to me at all times and he never gave me anything so i told the lord i said okay i'll look it up again you know how sometimes we think we know it all and just because i knew what the scripture said didn't mean that i had any kind of wisdom and understanding so you have to get in the word to get your wisdom and your understanding so when i went back and i said i'm gonna look it up again i'm gonna be obedient to god and then he started to speak. You can't make God speak until he wants to speak to you. And he will speak to you when you get in that position to hear him. Amen. So I finally did the the thing that I needed to do and humble. You know, it's all about humility. And then he started to speak to me about Sarah. So let's go to Hebrews 11, 11. Hallelujah. <clears throat> And it says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past her age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen. Now, that's saying a whole lot right there. So you got to judge God faithful. You got to judge him faithful in anything that he tells you. It's not going to seem like God sometime. And, and in this new era that we're living in now, things are really going to look different than what you think. And, and I'm just going to tell you what God told me for me. He spoke to me about two months ago and he said opposite. And I'm like, okay, opposite. And then as I meditated on that word opposite, he said, things are going to seem like they should be the opposite of what they are. Opposite. So that's just the season that we're in right now. Things change. You know, God calls times and seasons. It's up to him to say what's what. You know, you you start listening to a lot of prophets. That's why I don't like listening to everybody. Because everybody that's doing this is not a prophet amen but god has to confirm everything that you hear with signs following he confirms things on the inside of you 
And so I did hear this one uh, person that I know is real, at least in my book. And she was talking about uh, how God's going to come one way and you think he should be coming in another. He's going to have you doing some things that you wouldn't normally do. But it's all about humility. Humility is tacked on to what's going on right now. And so God wants humble hearts. He's looking for not that we haven't been humble, but you know how sometimes you can get used to things being one way all the time. And then when something comes in new, you're wondering about it. This doesn't feel right, doesn't look right. But God is doing some new and unusual things in this season. And this is a season of revival. I know everybody is saying revival, but they don't really know it when it hits. It's here. They're they're still, you know how they say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. And it never comes. So they're still saying revival, revival is coming, revival is here. And so people are doing a new thing. You know, God is doing a new thing according to Isaiah 43, 19. Do you not perceive it? Don't you know? You know, and so God, you have to surrender your flesh to the supernatural realm so that God can speak to you and you can hear him clearly on what he is doing in this hour. And if you don't submit your flesh to the, to the supernatural, in other words, your way ain't going to run this show anymore. You know, sometimes have you been like me, like God will go along with some of the stuff you're doing. Well, I'm the only one. Well, three people, two people. <laughs> But, you know, God, sometimes he won't rebuke you or reject you when you get out and start doing things on your own. He'll go along with that for a season. This ain't that time. This is a season to do different things. This is a season where you may be doing something that's going against your flesh. Know that you're in time with God. Amen. (laughs) Everything is not going to feel comfortable. But we walk by faith and not by sight. We we don't walk by feelings, how we feel. We walk by what God is saying and what he is releasing in this hour. And so we have to be more mindful of what God is saying and not how we feel. If I went by how I feel, I wouldn't be here. Okay? Not today. But you know, you don't, you can't let your feelings run how you, the things that you do. You, in other words, you can't let your feelings dictate what you do. You just can't because your feelings may not line up with what God is saying or doing, but it's okay. It's okay to feel different. It's okay to feel like you're walking on the edge. It's okay. To feel like you may not be in in the right place at the right time. But God knows where you need to be. Amen. You know, we don't know from hour to hour, but God knows. And so just trust him. This is an hour where we're going to just trust God, even though it don't feel right or even may, though it may be feeling unusual. I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. But, you know, I think it's God. Trust God. Don't trust in your feelings. Don't trust in how you feel. Don't trust in what you see. Trust in what God is doing. If you get so far over in the wrong zone, God will yank you back. He just will. Amen. 
that's that's the God that we serve. We serve a good God. So I think as I read Hebrews eleven eleven, through faith Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed <clears throat> and delivered a child, Isaac, when she was of past age. Amen. See, she gained strength from the word of the Lord. She gained strength because, you know, she and her husband made some mistakes along the way. You know, they, you know, they even tried to help God along the way by the, the, the handmaiden. <clears throat> Amen. That's in Genesis. Let's keep our little finger in Hebrews, but let's flip over to Genesis 16. Just for those who are unfamiliar with the story, let's, let's go to Genesis 16 and read it right quick. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Genesis 16. Uh, let's do verse 4. Well, let's do 3. It says, Then Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan. Now, verse four says, so he went in, he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. See, when you do things on your own will, don't work. In other words, plan B's don't work. They never do. But see, plan B's feel good, make you feel real good. Because, <laughs> you know, you have that feeling of accomplishment. I took care of that. And it's working. But how many of you know it only works for a little while? And then she started to despise Hagar, and Hagar despised her. Amen. And so she started to feel jealous because Hagar says, I got the baby. Amen. But Sarah should have told her, but I got the ring. <laughs> but she she wasn't hip to that. <laughs> but she, she wasn't ready for that, okay? <laughs> but, you know, she should have. But, you know, I could have taught her a lot of stuff. But, you know, I got the baby. And so God told her, throw him out. Throw the bomb woman and the baby out. Because that is not the promised child. See, there's, there was going to be a generation and descendants out of, out of Isaac. See, but God's not going to tell you the whole story. He's just going to tell you, look, you're going to have a baby. Get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> but, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so, you know, she was so shocked because she was 90 and her husband was 99. And she's saying, what on earth is God talking about? So she wanted to help God along. But see, God doesn't need our help. You know, all he needs is our cooperation. Two different things. You know, believe. Our cooperation is to trust and believe. And it's his job to do, to get it done. Really, that's God's job to get it done. And so, let's see, did I read this? Let's do, uh, verse do we do four? I'm gonna read. See, y'all don't even know. Okay. Well, let's let's do let's do five. It says, then Sarai said to Abram, um, 
my wrong is upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. Verse 6, so Abraham and Sarai, indeed, your maid is in your hand. Let's see. Uh, do to her as you please. Now, see, they're going back and forth, putting the blame. That's really what they're doing. You know, Sarah, Sarah is saying, yeah, I know. I told this was my idea, but you did it. <laughs> so <laughs> you shouldn't have listened to that woman. Amen. So anyway, I was looking for the the uh, uh, scripture where he changed their name. He changed their name. I don't know where that is. It's somewhere. 17. Chapter 17. Okay. Uh, let's see. What, what's, uh, verse did you say? Oh, verse five. I think it's verse five. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of many nations, and I will make you exceedingly faithful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. So, see, this covenant applies to us. God had future in this family. That's why it's not good for us to go trying to change what God is doing. We don't know the full story. If this thing hadn't went off as planned, I'm just going to say it that way. Talk about Isaac. We wouldn't be in covenant with God. There would be no healing covenant. There would be nothing. Amen. We'd be living under the OT. And there wouldn't be much for us to expect. We would be, uh, you know, not, I don't want to say supply and demand, but you either do it or you're out. There would be no forgiveness, you know what I'm saying? No gen, no uh, what is that? Thirteen Galatians thirteen, where we've been redeemed, no redemption, no righteousness, and so this is why we have to leave God's business alone because He knows what He's doing. There was a whole generation, a whole flock of people, descendants, and that's you know year after year, hundreds, thousands of years that's coming after this covenant and so god knew what he wanted to do and so that's why i wanted to read that so he called them abraham and sarah and and he put a h he and i think that was the ruah word of god he in other words he blew his breath on them and changed their name and so that that he put in their name was his anointing so it's like this is a, a an anointed family called by me to do great works. Don't mess with them. And that's why he had to send Hagar away, although she was the victim in this whole thing, although she enjoyed it. You know, because when she had the baby and Sarah didn't, she was, look what I got. Amen. And so it's not good. So then they pulled her into it. And so we have to really trust God. Is it easy? Not all the time. 
but can we do it? Yes, we can. God is not asking anything that's impossible for us because all things are possible with God. As long as you're with him, you can do all things. Hallelujah. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And so we must trust God when you can't trust anything else. And by all means, do not trust plan B. It will blow up in your face. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go back to uh, Hebrews 11. 11. <clears throat> We're going to talk a little bit more about Sarah. In other words, this is this was my question to God. What made Sarah change? You know, because she went from helping God out with this, with Hagar and the baby. How did she get on the good side of God and wind up in the Hebrews Hall of Fame? Because that's what it was. The he, you know, Hebrews 11, the book of Hebrews is considered the Hebrews heroes Hall of Fame. And so he, uh, Sarah wound up in the Hall of Fame after she did all this. In other words, it's hope for us. <laughs> Amen. There is hope. Amen. See, nobody's done that. You know, we didn't go that far yet. But she wound up in the Hall of Fame because she surrendered her flesh to God. Even after messing up. Yeah, she she took that step of mess up. But even after that, she started to understand. And another thing I believe is that her husband, Abraham, after God, he start well, God start to give him. See, in this walk, I'll say this. When you're walking with God and you're believing for a miracle, God is not just leaving you out there by yourself. He'll give you help. He'll give you his word. He'll give you his promises. He'll give you everything, little clues, little, and he'll encourage you. He'll do all of these things to keep you in the game. You're not out here by yourself. I am not by myself. I'm encouraged by God every day. Amen. And so he encouraged Sarah. And I know that he he encouraged her through her husband. Because there was a lot of things that happened to Abraham during this time of him having his name changed. And him, uh, you know, doing all of these different things like Sodom and Gomorrah. When, you know, he was asking God, if I found 50 people, uh, would you still destroy the city if it was 50 believers? And God said, no, I won't. And then he went to 40. He couldn't find anybody. He said, well, how about 10? You know, if I found 10 believers, would you destroy the good people with the bad? And God said, no, I wouldn't. And so God was using him. He used him when he uh, falsified his credentials and said he was Sarah's brother instead of you know he's my sister she's my sister instead of she's my wife they made a lot of mistakes but what i'm saying is god helped them along the way and so finally i remember reading where it said abraham um what is it he he uh spoke to his his family what is that on how to walk with god what was it yeah, he commanded his family in the way to go. That's what. And so he started to get strong in his faith and start saying, no, Sarah, we ain't doing that. That plan B, we didn't. We're not doing that no more. So he started to take the leadership role in the household. And 
Sarah started to, you know, she called him master because she totally understood uh, authority in the home. And so she started to listen to her husband and they decided we're going to stop fighting God. We're going to work with him. And so what she did is she surrendered herself, Abraham, to they surrendered their flesh or their self will. They surrendered that and they said, we're just going to follow God and do what he tell us to do because this stuff is not working. Amen. That's how she got into the Hall of Fame, because she surrendered her ideas, what she thought. See, it doesn't matter what we think. It matters what God thinks. You know, he cares about what we think. And that's why sometimes he allows some things that we want to do. He allow that stuff. And then, too, we have to understand God wants us to be happy. He doesn't want to want you to walk a chalk line 24-7, 365. He's not that kind of God. He's a God of love, a God of, of uh, mercy, a God of grace. And so he will allow you to have a good time and have a joyful life because he puts joy on the inside of us. He wants us to, to walk in joy, but you have to do it according to his rules and not our own. And so I think Abraham started to pay more attention to to God's plan and his purpose. And then by him being the husband in the leadership role, he started to command his family in the way they should go. And that's what they did. And they wound up submitting themselves to God. When you submit to the Lord and to his plan and to his purpose, things start to change. That's what happened with Abraham and Sarah. Amen. Luke one thirty seven talks about with God, it's impossible. Amen. Impossible to to please him. I'm sorry. With God, nothing is impossible. It is nothing that is impossible with God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we know we know at some point you have to surrender. To his authority. Surrender. In other words, God is my friend. I'm submitting to him every day. I'm checking in with him. Amen. And that's the way it's going to be. It's God, then spouse, then family, then work. And if we keep things in godly order, our lives will be just fine. But God doesn't need any help from us. He needs our cooperation. Amen. Hallelujah. So write that down. Plan B's never work. (laughs) Amen. And she then, when she started to see that her ways didn't work and she submitted to God's authority, then she judged him faithful. She said, you know what? This God I'm serving, he's, he's okay. He is faithful to what he says. And so she started to receive strength from just trusting God. She started to receive strength just because she switched her carnal abilities over to God's supernatural supernatural abilities. I say this. I remember I did a teaching years ago. God will put the super in your natural. Amen. And so I think God added his super to her natural way of thinking. He added the super to it. 
and see it's not that hard once you get used to submitting your flesh to god your plans your purpose your ideas you know and then she started to see things god's way because that's the the contradiction with us and god we don't see things his way because we don't understand his ways but abraham i remember reading somewhere where it says abraham understood god because he god started to put that understanding inside of him and then there was no there was no question you know abraham said look he's changed my name i'm a new person i got a new attitude different walk different talk and i'm going to follow god and so will my household amen and so we walked right into this covenant amen that he was in with with uh god and i thank god for the covenant amen praise god you know because of the covenant we don't have and see it's good to know your covenant rights amen if you don't know your covenant rights you're in trouble and so we have rights as covenant people amen hey i'm the daughter of abraham i ought to be healed amen god owe me a healing because of who i am and whose i am amen creative miracles are mine because of whose i am and who i am according to that covenant i deserve i don't deserve it but it's mine it's bought and paid for and i have the title deed to the miracle which is my faith <laughs> it's like people say how do you know my faith is my title deed it's just like if you have you pay off your car and you i remember well, well i didn't pay it off my son paid it off but you know and he brought me the title and i said oh i finally paid off my car he looked at me like come on now come on come on now but you know how it is when you get the title you got that feeling of freedom and so you know when you your faith is working that's your title. you got the title to that miracle this miracle is mine because i have the title deed to what i'm asking god for and i got scripture to back it up and so there's no way you cannot get what you want but see the devil will try to you remember that angel that held up uh, 21 days the devil will come in there to try to hold your stuff up and sometimes we'll fall for that and it's just different circumstances you know and you get tied up in it but don't give up and don't quit look you still in the game as long as you don't quit as long as you don't give up cuz your faith is your proof It's like well my husband was asking me well how you know you healed you know and I said I know cuz the bible said it cuz I wanted to say that's how I know <laughs> but but you know how sometimes people ask you some stupid stuff and I said you know the word says I am I got I got the proof is my and I'm believing see so now he he had you know his little bout with his uh health and he said yeah he says uh faith what did he say faith is oh he says you don't you don't know oh if god tell you beforehand then you don't need faith now he trying to school me you don't need faith if i think that's what he told me you don't need 
faith is oh if god tells you ahead of time then that's not faith that's what he told me and i looked i said oh okay yeah that's pretty good <laughs> go on go ahead on see now he because i've been drilling it you know saying it over and over and it's good to know people finally get it sad that they have to get in trouble but sometimes what you gonna do you know he at least he got it so being the bad thing is he was trying to tell me gonna you know he gonna tell me and i'm like okay i i got it <laughs> but you know you just your faith is your proof my proof is my faith my faith is my title deed you know my my faith is just like going in my wallet pulling out a check and writing that check for cash and getting it amen you can bank on that. See, you you have to go all the way, cause half half that song ninety nine and a half y'all remember just won't do. Got to have a hundred. You gotta have a hundred percent faith, Miss Donna. Remember, don't you? Ninety nine and a half. It won't do. You gotta come correct. You have even if you mess up, it doesn't matter. See, the devil will try to get you on that. Well, see what you did. I'm sure he did Abraham and Sarah like that because they went to the maximum limit as far as I'm concerned. But you know what? They didn't give up. Because you know why they didn't give up? Because God's 20 years later, there was that same promise. I'm going to make you the father of many. Look up and look down. Look at the stars and count them. They're innumerable. Look at the sand on the seashore. You can't count those grains. That's how many people are waiting on you to obey the word. You know, you got a lot riding on this. And they it started to make sense. You know, they started to say, well, it must be something to this. It's 20 years. We're getting older and older. I'm kind of singing that same song, too. But, you know, I'm not quitting and I'm not giving up because I know what God can do. Amen. And this was God's idea, wasn't mine. See, you can always tell God that. Look, this was your idea. It wasn't mine. And so I'm expecting. Was I always in this position? No. Has it been hard getting here? Yes. Because I thought things was going to be a different way. You know, I, I always got what I asked God for. I can't remember when I didn't. And then he decided to make me work for it. <laughs> Has it been joyful? No. Have I been learning? Yes. Has it changed me? Yes. And it's worth it. Amen. So hang in there and don't give up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't ever give up. Because that's what the devil wants you to do. See, you're still in the fight as long as you don't forfeit it you know a fighter remains i think that the fighter remains he don't walk out of the ring you know he remains in the ring he remains in the fight and you must continue to stand you cannot give up and i'm gonna tell you something else don't be satisfied with where you are that's the same thing as wimping out no i'm not making a big deal of this god but i gave up See, no, you're not satisfied with where you are. You want the whole thing. You want the whole package. 
I want my blessing and I want it to come right. And I want to see it in the land of the living now. I don't want it later on when I'm another year older. I want to see it now, today, because I qualify for it. And it's nothing that I've done. I've done nothing to deserve. See, that's the thing. We're not talking about deserve because we all deserve hell if that's the case. We don't deserve anything. But because of God and because of who he says we are and what he's doing on the inside of us, who he's making and create, who he created us to be. He says, I knew you from your mother's womb. He knows you like back of his hand. Yeah, that's that old girl. He knows what's going to motivate you. He knows you're going to mess up. And he knows you're going to say you're not going to do it again. And he knows you're going to do it again. But he's going to help you out. Amen. And he, see, God is long-suffering. And he's going to keep on at it until we get tired of messing up. And when we get tired of messing up, we're going to straighten up. (laughs) When we straighten up, things will fall in line. Amen. Because God is just that good. He loves us so much, he puts up with our foolishness. But watch what season you're in. See, seasons change. God never changes, but the world around us changes. And it can get in such a a bad place, you know, like people said, last days, last days, people are going to be lover of themselves. Tell me another story. I don't want to hear that one anymore. We know it already. But God calls times and seasons. And this is a season for humility. So you gotta know, we have, we're like, what's those children, the children of Ithacar? They knew times and seasons. If you're a prophet or in a school of prophets, then you're a prophet. Then you know God's timing, His changes, His seasons. You can sense it. I'm trying to explain how there's a knowing on the inside of you. You just know where you are. It's just like being, just like having a compass. And the compass tells you exactly where you are, what continent you're on, what country you're in, what state and what city, you know, what locality. It's just like you're a human compass. Did y'all get that? that? Did I explain that? And that's the way the children of Ithaca were. They could discern times and seasons. Amen. They didn't spend their time trying to figure out what season and what time. That's not what I'm saying because God, God says only he knows the time and the season. You know, so there's a time for everything. But when seasons are changing and you're supposed to be, you're, you're in a place with God where he's using you specifically when you're an intercessor. You change with those seasons because you can feel it. You know it. And that's why you don't go around bumping into things. Season when that ain't there anymore. So you ain't going to bump into it because it ain't there. And it's not there because you saw it when it moved. Am I making sense to anybody? And so you know, and if you don't know, you, you kind of get, you know, as you keep going with God, you start to learn. God's spirit 
starts to show you different things look we have to just humble ourselves unto god you don't humble yourself you're going to be walking into walls but god will help you anyway because listen he's not done with you because of mistakes not done with you you just hey we just getting started i was talking to somebody the other day i said i feel like i'm just getting into ministry all that other stuff I was doing was training. Less thirty, thirty been about thirty years. The last thirty years has been training. I'm just getting started. Amen. And so God is is constantly training us and showing us what He wants us to do. And God very highly favors you and me. Intercessor, best job in the world. Amen best job in the world it is it really is because god shares his secrets with the prophets amen the bible says he does nothing that he doesn't first show his prophets and so you have this these directions he might not he don't tell you everything but you have these directions and you so you know where you're going it's like a lot of people always ask us well how do you know how to do this and how do you know how to do that you flow with the the wind of god amen you know i always equate it with an eagle that flies you know eagle can spot his prey a thousands of miles away or something like that and he he spots you and he's going to follow you and won't take his eyes off you. And he knows when that that certain wind comes or whatever, he knows how to launch down and he never misses his prey. And his prey is nine times out of ten always bigger than him. And he can carry it off and do what he does, which is eat, you know. And he don't eat everything. He don't mix with everybody. Amen. But he always know when to launch his attack. Y'all, y'all getting this? God will teach you how to launch your attack on the enemy so that you're not shadow boxing and you're not fighting the wind or fighting another person. And that's usually what happens. You the devil. Yeah, I saw you. It was this one lady. <laughs> she was on Facebook. And she was describing what God showed her in a dream. And she was saying, yeah, it had fangs and it, <laughs> whatever. But she said, and I'm the one that had the big teeth. I said, yeah, we know. And so the devil can try to trick you. You know, that's what he does and get you confused. And before you know it, she was at this church and now they're fighting each other. Because she told a pastor or something that she saw a demon in a church or something. And then see where this ends up is you, you, you thinking that man is your enemy. People are your enemy. And the only thing I think she got right is she's the one that had to teeth. I don't know. See, it's best not to even get, but see, when you are under God's authority and you're used to working with him you don't fall into them little traps even and even though the satan will come after you and try to 
He'll try to get you involved in that stuff, but you'll know how to back away and say, no, this is not my fight. You know, I'm not getting involved in that. And I'll tell you, the way God has done me is since I've been in ministry, he always kept me moving right along. Not, you know, I didn't, he called me to very few places and that would bother most people, but it never bothered me because somehow I knew it was him. I didn't, when, when a few people would ask me to come and speak, I would refer them right back to Pastor Barb because I said to myself, he didn't ask me to do that. So I, I asked her, get rid of him, you know. Because I knew it wasn't God. So you have to know who you're serving and whom, whose you are and whom you are, you know. And and after a few years of practice, you, you get it, you know. You, you start to get it. And so we have to just be be patient with God. Sometimes when people are called to do a work, they get very impatient. Don't get impatient. Because God is not in a hurry. He knows where to send you and when you need to be there, the exact date and time, and for what reason. And he knows where to send you for your training. I mean, all of that is it's already it's already planned out. So don't ever worry about, you know, what you're supposed to be doing because God will get you where you're supposed to be. Just trust him and, and start to notice the things around you the atmosphere around you and how they feel some atmospheres feel hostile some feel soothing and calming i mean it's just different and so you have to trust god eric just trust god he'll get you where you're supposed to be amen i don't know why i went there i don't know i'm just here doing what god told me to do as best i know Amen. So Abraham and Sarah, they start to, hey, they start to notice atmosphere and they start to acknowledge what God was doing for them. Although they didn't see the promise, the promise was still afar off, but they started to notice that God was their friend and not their enemy. And that, you know, the situation around them wasn't pressing them you ever felt pressed in a situation like you got to do something or god's not moving fast enough i think they became very comfortable where they were because and the more they started to trust god the more comfortable they knew i'm gonna have a baby and then god sent that angel to say this time when i come back this time next year you'll have a son she laughed but she, (laughs) she laughed but she carried it in her heart. Amen. It's just like Mary when she was told by the angel that she would bear her son, Jesus. The Bible says she carried it in her heart. And so what we have to relax and trust God and carry it on the inside of us. And before you know it, you'll have what God says you're supposed to have. You know, God never slacks anybody. Amen. Where's that scripture that says he's not slack? I think I wrote that down. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find it. Second Peter three nine, right? Okay. Why don't we turn there right quick? 
and you know and and god he'll give you every scripture to to keep you calm and keep you encouraged god is a good god now have i always felt that way no because sometimes we just feel like god is not doing what he says he's going to do fast enough but once you calm yourself down amen and start to trust god see it's a trust thing you know if you don't if your job keeps telling you that they're going to give you a bonus you're looking for that bonus on every check and if you don't see it eventually you're going to go in that office (laughs) and people told you not to but you're going to go in there if you don't see it soon you're going to go in there and and ask them and it could be nine times out of ten it was an oversight but you were convinced that somebody was working against you you know or whatever that's how the devil operates let's see he likes to keep you whipped up but it's time for us to take authority over the devil and resist him you know god is saying in this hour people are not resisting enough we need to resist the devil and the bible says he will flee from us amen resist him and he will flee look god's done all he needs to do to help us we need to do it we need to follow through okay second peter three nine it's a real quick uh scripture it says the lord is not slack or in other words he's not late concerning his promise as some count slackness in other words as some people looking at the time clock saying my my miracle ain't here it's been a year or it's been nine months where's my miracle see when you count in the time when you count in slackness you don't you don't improve things you wait longer that's because you're not settled in your spirit with god amen so it says as some people count slackness but it's long suffering toward us god is long suffering look you're not gonna find anybody that's gonna put up with you but god (laughs) and your wife (laughs) or your husband and that's because they depended on god to hang in there (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to say that but god is long-suffering people are not long-suffering with you amen you know they wanted to get rid of you a long time ago on the job i remember my son telling us yeah we just waiting on him to retire we're doing everything we could do to get him out of here people don't want to put up with you especially if you've been there 40 years they want you out of there so they can get some fresh blood in there they don't know how to do anything you know if you think about it because he you know the old timers are the ones that know how to do everything and do all the training but that's just life you know now how we get we got there i don't know but let's go back to long oh long suffering people are not long suffering toward you but god is god loves you so much and it says not willing that any should perish but i'll come to repentance that's why he's so long suffering because he's waiting on the drunk uncle joe joe and your family 
he's waiting on him to hear the you know or learn that serenity prayer backwards and forwards or just submit himself to him repent and cry out god is long-suffering he doesn't want any to perish but all come to repentance in the same way he with your miracle he's long-suffering and he's just waiting on you to get on board with him he helps us and he never gives up on us isn't that something and god takes a a wrong rap because when we don't get what we want who do we blame god and if you don't blame him you get pretty upset with him god didn't do this or he didn't do that he said he was gonna do that but it's been so long but you have to get on god's side don't fight against him fight with him and start to take a stand with god and then let him do fight the battle for you amen your natural faith must surrender to his supernatural faith you've got to surrender it amen surrender to his plan his purpose or you'll wait longer because he's got to get you over on his side he's got to see you he's got to get you to see what he sees amen because see we're made in his image really we're we have the the spirit of christ on the inside of us we have uh the mind of christ which is our rightful inheritance all god is waiting for you to prove it act like it you know act like you are on god's side act like you're trusting him act like you know what's going on amen act like you believe in whom you're believing act like you know your redeemer liveth act like you know that jesus went to that cross and he took those stripes so that you can be healed amen you know you you have to act like you know what's in your benefits package because if you don't you think the devil's gonna tell you he gonna tell you it ain't there god didn't do nothing for you see how you suffering and he not helping you that's what he does and if that don't work he'll get other people who don't know god to say it for him weak flesh and so we have to start to trust god amen don't trust the natural realm this is just this realm is just for us to live in and and maneuver in we're in the world but not of it so we're living in this world because that's how god designed things but your your blessing your faith everything that you need does not come from this realm it comes from the supernatural realm we're we're living in a natural realm but we're living by supernatural means does that make sense yeah we can't trust anything in the natural you know why because the devil satan is the god of this world this world has nothing to offer us really it doesn't and so that therefore we don't trust in this this world we don't trust in this environment i should say you know this realm is we've been put here by god but we're put here for a purpose and that's to change people's minds and hearts about where they're gonna spend eternity that's really why we're here we're not here to appease anybody 
just to to do a work amen to do a work and we all have a job amen but you can enjoy this natural realm you know you can go on vacations you can get you can get on the boat it's a lot we can do in this realm don't get me wrong because god has ordained that to happen but we have work to do and we're assigned so many souls that's what this is really all about that's what what everything was about with abraham and sarah and it has not changed amen so we have to watch distractions that's how how the devil gets us on his turf and give god our full attention amen the Bible says in Proverbs 420, we're not going to turn there because we all know it by heart. Attend to the word. Amen. You must attend to the word. Incline thy ear to the word. Amen. Let it not depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart because these words are life. Amen. The word of God speaks life to your body. Health. To your flesh. Amen. So although we live in this world. And we depend on the supernatural. God has everything set up. That we can have anything and everything that we need. And you can get enough for your family. And your neighbors. And those that are God has made you. People on your job. You got enough stuff for them. There's enough on the inside of you. To share with them and, and, and prepare them for heaven. <clears throat> to give their life to Christ. And that's what it's all about. Amen. So that's Proverbs 4.20 through 22. Write that down. So that you can go and read it later. And meditate. The Bible says to meditate on the word. Amen. <clears throat> the Bible also says that the issues of life flow out of the word of God. The issues of life. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is in the word of God. Amen. Everything we need. And God doesn't withhold anything from us. He doesn't withhold anything from us. It's there for the pickings, if I could say that. You know, it's there for everybody. Whatever you want, God is not going to hold it back from you. Amen. You just got to learn how to work the word. God's given us the word. You got to learn how to appropriate the word. Amen. You got to let it work for you. Amen. Believe you receive when you pray. And you will get it. Amen. And just because you don't have it yet don't mean you ain't getting it. See, you got to pass these tests. Are you going to stay encouraged even though you've been waiting? Amen. Or are you going to turn on God and say, I'm done. This ain't, this don't work. I mean, it works. The word works. The word always works. Amen. But we have to learn how to embrace the word and not fight against it. You know, God, I don't know if this is going to work. I know it should work. Help me with my unbelief. Stay repentant and keep short accounts with God. He'll come to your rescue every single time because he'll have somebody minister to you, tell you just what you need to hear. God helps us along. He doesn't leave you out there by yourself. 
He's always got help for you. There's always another scripture. There's always a, a, a prophecy that you forgot about that you need to go back and look at and say, God, this didn't happen. What do I need to do to cause this to happen? Ask God, what am I doing wrong? You know, what do I need to do? You know, tell me what I need to do to change my situation. Usually you need to do something new. That's why God is doing a new thing. Do something new. God will show you that. If you need to do something new, he'll show you that. God is your umpire. He has not said you're out. You ain't out. You <laughs> you are in. Amen. Hallelujah. He loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed. Even when we mess up, he is not mad at you. He wants you to change. Yes. Will you change? Yes. Because if you don't, your situation won't change. Amen. So you will change when you get tired of doing what you're doing. Amen. Let's go back to Hebrews 11, 11. Sarah judged him faithful who had promised. How are you judging God? Are you judging him faithful? Are you finding something wrong? Something's wrong with this picture, God. I just know it. Because I shouldn't have to do this and this and this and this. Yeah, I've been there. Hallelujah. When Sarah and Abraham stopped fighting God, stopped looking at their age, the Bible says he considered not. When he started to consider not, his old skin, just, he just quit looking at it. And he considered not. Amen. And he just took on that, that strength and power in his, in his mind. Like Caleb that says, I'm 80. I'm 85, but I feel 40. And we can take that mountain. Give me my mountain. He says, I want my mountain. Give it to me. And he overcame. Why? Because he didn't look at time. He didn't look at his age. He stopped that devil right there. He said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this. You know, you're not going to try to make me feel like it's too late for me. And I think he lived another 30 years, 40 years. I think he lived to be 120. He he and and, uh, Joshua, I mean, their life was just beginning. Amen. And so you have to go with what you know, not what you think. Look, this is the old meat grinder. We call it the meat grinder. Don't trust it. It'll tell you anything. And it's going to start out just, what what can I say? How can I say it? Discouraging you. Telling you that you messed up and you, I mean, we we just devour ourselves. We'll need and and then we I bind you, devil. It ain't the devil. It's you. <laughs> what you gonna do? Bind yourself? You know. Change. You know. It's as simple as changing how you think. Change what you think of yourself. When you look in the mirror, 
you start seeing beauty. Amen. Trade them ashes in for beauty. Hallelujah. You see God's image because he didn't make anything ugly and bad. That just ain't him. He he is a beauty to behold and so, so are we. In fact, stop looking in the mirror. That's that's vanity. <laughs> stop looking in the mirror. Start looking at him. Amen. Because if you keep looking, you always going to find something you don't like. Quit looking. Just check it and say, it's all right. Keep <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> don't even look close. I mean, I stopped doing that. You know, it's like, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but God is with me. <laughs> I know that much. And I judge God faithful. Have I always know? Am I learning something new? Yes. But is God good to me? Yes. Am I blessed? Yes. Hallelujah. God is wonderful. Amen. I was listening to this guy um, that was he went to heaven. He died for an hour and 45 minutes. And he came back to tell his story. God sent him to heaven and he said, it ain't your time. Go back. And he said, God had so much love. He says, people always talk about the love that's in his eyes. They said his eyes were love. He said, I looked at his feet. He said, his feet loved me too. (laughs) He said, his feet loved me. He said, his elbows loved him. I said, I'm taking his word for it. He said, even Jesus' elbows loved him. He felt love from his feet and his elbows. He said he is altogether lovely and all about love. So he cannot doubt. He can't he can't disappoint. People get disappointed. I've been there so many years. I was disappointed, but somehow God always sent me a word or sent somebody to say the right thing to me or gave me the right scripture that turned things around for me. And you all also have to have the right mindset to receive these little nuggets from God. Because sometimes some people are so angry, they don't want to hear anything good. They want to hear something negative because it matches up with what's on the inside of them. And it's never going to be good. It's always something bad. And in those cases, those people need an overhaul. And it's always good to just turn yourself in to God. Turn yourself in and let God have your life. Because he can do He can do anything with the worst person. You know, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is too bad for him to turn around. No situation is too bad that he can't change. God is good. And sometimes you have to go through some stuff, you know, before you can say that. But I can truly say that God is good. Hallelujah. And he is wonderful. Even his feet loves us. Amen. <laughs> He'll always give us a word of encouragement to con- so that we will continue to stand. A runner runs, a fighter fights, they remain. 
And if you're a fighter or if you're a runner, if you're running this race of faith, you will stand. You won't cave in and you won't give in. If you fall, you'll get back up and you'll continue in the fight because you've not been disqualified. You know what? God doesn't disqualify any of us. Some of us deserve it. I know I did, but he didn't disqualify me. He kept me fighting, and I'm so thankful. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. So I'm sure I I can kind of see how Abraham and Sarah wound up with a baby at 90 and 99 because he considered not. The Bible says he considered not his own body. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Amen. But he just he said that he said he was uh what is that? In faith. He just encouraged himself in faith more and more. He's see, if we stop pushing away an idea, he he pushed that away the moment he heard it. He said, Oh, I know he's talking about me. You know. But the more he entertained plans and the purposes of God the more he accepted it and then God started to encourage him along the way with look up and look down you know as many sand as of, of the seashore they're innumerable for you to count that's how many uh you'll be the father of many and they just got inquisitive what is he talking about Father and mother of many. You know, God can hook you in with curiosity to keep you. Amen. And I think they were so uh curious with what God has already said to them, these little nuggets that God gave them, until they just said, we're going to hang in here. Well, plan B didn't work. That helped too, you know. And then when the plan B didn't work, and he, and he said no, he said a promise is, is a Isaac. And then uh, then God didn't leave them after Isaac. It was uh, a test after test. And when I when Abraham took Isaac up on that mountain, he decided at the bottom of the mountain, I'm going to just have to kill this little dude because God is able to bring him back because he knew God could raise the dead. And he said, I'm going to do it out of obedience, but God will either stop it or raise him up. And that's when God said, don't touch him, because he saw his heart and he saw his faith. Amen. So the test kept going even after Isaac came here. But that was a a, a, a sentiment to us or it was showing us what we need to do how how very much hooked into god and and into faith we need to be that you would trust him with your only son that took years to come and a lot of unbelief and a lot of everything else but you finally um trusted god's word and now you gotta you make a decision to kill him but God is so good. And God saw his heart. And he says, no, you don't have to do that. Because I know who you are, Abraham. 
And so that's why I'm so thankful that I am Abraham's seed. Amen. And that covenant that he made with God covers me and my family members and covers you and your family. And so we need to trust in God. There's no reason why we can't trust him. Even if you haven't seen his mighty works, just from what you hear about him and read about him in the word is enough to trust him. And just say, God, let's get this over with. Let's get this done. I'm going all out and I'm going to trust you. And I'm not going to cling to anything in this world, but I'm just going to let you do what you do. And I'm going to trust you and believe. And that's all our part is. No, God don't want you to go and do this, do that, just like he didn't want Abraham to kill his son. But he just wants your trust. And and sometimes it's hard because situations get hard. But it's it, it's doable. Amen. He doesn't lead us into anything that we can't handle. Amen. And And what makes it easier is to keep short accounts with God. When you mess up, repent immediately. Don't wait. What you waiting on? You know, just say, God, I'm sorry. And he'll continue to encourage you. Seek him for guidance. Start talking to God. Just like you talk to your buddy. Amen. Genesis 18, 11 through 12 if you write that down and that's the scripture that says sarah laughed to herself when she heard the lord's words about her giving birth and it says she laughed to herself and god asked abraham why'd your wife laugh and and uh she said i didn't laugh he said okay but you laughed whatever now that's enough to get whacked from god but he said okay but you laughed like i know you laughed because she laughed she didn't think anybody heard it but god heard her on the on the inside she laughed and that's why she said i didn't laugh because she knew she didn't laugh out loud see we learn about god more and more every day he knows what's in here and he knows what's in here amen and that's why he said, okay. But I know you laughed. <laughs> and that's called taking, you know, we need to learn to take God at his word. Amen. The closeness, a closeness. Just say, God, tell God you desire closeness. That's what in this hour I'm telling you what everybody that's serious is doing. They're trying to get close to God. Amen. And they're not hearing anything. But God is listening. Don't be discouraged when you don't get a, a something back from God. Don't be discouraged. Know that he hears. Amen. He just wants to see how long you're going to pursue him. Because the Bible says like a, a deer pant for water. We're supposed to be hungering and thirsting for just a word, just a response, just a okay. But really what we're hungering and thirsting for is his love, just to feel loved. Well, you know, God's got us covered for food, meat, and drink. It ain't all about that anyway. It's about you desiring more of him. 
and not stuff and things because that comes with hard work see this is the thing that i learned years ago before i was a christian well i was a catholic girl but i didn't know god (laughs) but you know it's it's your relationship with god because the world can get out here and work and have all the stuff we had stuff and we had things but we didn't know god amen so that's that's why i kind of like gotta give you that stuff but do you know him he wants you he wants to get to know you because he'll give you things you know he he really will but he wants to get to know you in a personal way amen let's let's talk a little bit more about faith let's go to hebrews let's flip over to hebrews 11 1 let's go to that i left hebrews i don't know where i went let's go to verse 1 in hebrews 11 talking about faith this is now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and it says for by it the elders obtained a good testimony amen but let's talk about faith it's the substance of things hoped for so when people ask you well how do you know you say because i believe it i got faith well how you know my faith is my proof what proof do you have that's what they want to ask you what's your proof your faith my faith is my proof and we talked about it being the title deed that's your slip of paper that says you own you paid this bill off amen so it's the it's the substance of things hoped for it's the substance of your your hope well how you know because i'm still hoping for it so i'm still in faith my faith has that hope in other words your hope is wrapped up in faith you can't it can't be the other way around because faith hope standing alone is just hope but hope with faith as a as its substance then you 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 can have what you say does that did i say that right in other words hope needs faith but faith don't need hope but hope is good when you're you trying to get in faith hope is good to have amen because hope keeps you encouraged so it's the substance your faith is the substance of what you're hoping for your faith is the substance and your faith is the evidence that god's promise is on the way that's your that's your evidence your faith is your evidence that god's promise is on the way amen why how you know because you don't see it yet (laughs) you don't see it yet because this is the evidence of what's not seen see faith is not the evidence of what's seen that's what larry was trying to tell me he just he couldn't get it right he did he didn't know his rules he did he didn't read his bible he was just going by hearsay but that's better than nothing no but that's what he was trying to say so when you see it you don't need hope i mean i'm sorry you don't need faith when you see it because it's already here 
but when you don't see it faith is your evidence isn't that wonderful see people really can't hook you around their finger when they start challenging you about your healing they can't ever get you they can't ever win the conversation because your faith of what's not seen or not done yet is your evidence so how do you know you heal because the word says you're healed all of the scripture says you are Galatians 3.13 says you're redeemed from the curse of sickness. You're redeemed from that. In other words, you've been bought. That's paid for. I don't have to have it. I don't have to own it because it's not mine. It belongs to the devil. He's trying to put it on me, but I refute it. I, I send it back. Return to sender. Amen. And so I sent that package back to the sender. I didn't open it. I don't want it. I refuse the package. Amen. So faith, my faith is is solid in what it knows. And what it knows is my healing has been bought and paid for. So that's how I know I'm healed. See, if you you get that and it don't take a whole lot of school and just believe what the faith is acting like the bible is true (laughs) it's just acting like the bible is true and you just receiving it you just um i receive it how do you receive something act like it's true stop saying one thing and acting another so you know, say and act like what's true. And what's true is you are healed by Jesus' stripes. Amen. By his stripes you were healed. That's why the Bible says past tense. Were. Because you already are. Because Jesus already did it. All you have to do is acknowledge it. Let it sink in this meat grinder because everything in you is going to tell you you're not, especially when you have pain. But see, pain doesn't dictate what you are or who you are. It's a, a symptom that you can take authority over. And if you keep doing it, it'll start to leave you. So you can take authority over any symptom that the devil put on your body because it's not yours. It don't belong to you. It belongs to actually it belongs to Satan. And he's trying to put it over on you and make you own it. He's trying to make you own it. But you can send it back. Return to sender. Amen. And I refuse it. And so God will. Uh, Jesus has already added his super to, to your natural faith. Because natural faith is yeah i know it's gonna be done one day gotta do it one day that's natural faith is that you're saying the right thing but not really believing it but supernatural says it's already done and and my faith is my title deed i don't need to see it i don't need to see it because i know it and i know what god says i know who he is and i know what he said and it's already done and my faith is my title deed my faith is the receipt that is paid for and that's all you need so it's a really 
what we have to do is have an overhaul in how we think. And I think that's what happened to Sarah. She started to think differently. And she submitted her flesh to the supernatural realm. And all that, that laughing and that natural thinking that she had, that went to flight because she submitted to God's authority. And when you submit to his authority, you come into contact with everything. Will you line up with everything that he says? And it becomes real to you. You got to believe it first. Then it becomes real. A lot of people say, I don't believe it. It's just not real. Have you ever had hard people like that? They don't want to receive the baptism. Well, it's me doing that. I say, you can't do that. You don't have any play. This ain't your deal. <laughs> this is the Holy Spirit. All you need to do is obey instructions. All you need to do. Well, they feel like I'm doing it where you're not. But see, the devil will give you any excuse not to get more from God because he wants to kill you. That's what's on his agenda. It's death. He don't care how, death by murder, death by hanging, death by self, suicide. I went and suicided myself. He don't care. You know what I'm saying? He don't care. His his thing is to get rid of you. Anybody that's believing God, he wants to get rid of, but you have no fear because the word covers you. Amen. Hallelujah. You have Psalm 91 says that no evil shall befall you. And, you know, it shall come. It won't come nigh you. A thousand shall fall at your side. In other words, you can have death all around you, but it will not come nigh you. Hallelujah. But see this. You got to know this stuff. It don't matter if you don't know, but one or two scriptures. That's not what I'm saying. But whatever scripture you cling to, know it and own it. Amen. Own it and you shall have it. Amen. We we better stop. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you and we lift you up. We love you and we just, Lord, we thank you for being you. We thank you because you're a good God. We thank you because you love us. We thank you because you support us. We thank you because you put up with us when we don't deserve anything. But, Lord, you refuse to let us go. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. We bless and honor you, and we give you so much, so many thanks. It's not, we just can't say enough about how good you are. God is good all the time. Bless your people, Father. Bless your people and heal them. All those who are watching online, I'm going to pray for you. Just put your hand on the screen or put your hand on the part of your body that's giving you a problem. Father, I break the devil's power right now in Jesus' name over every person that's watching. I curse every symptom. Every symptom must go right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. I thank you, Lord. Begin to just thank God for your healing. Receive it. Just receive it in Jesus' name. And we thank and praise you, Father. Thank you for healing your people. 
Thank you for loving your people. Thank you, Father, for just reaching out to us when we turn our backs on you. Thank you for your forgiveness and your long-suffering. And we love you, Father. We can't love you more. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Everybody in here is winners. We we have won this war. We are winners. Amen. Just receive it. Hallelujah. Receive it. Oh, we receive it, Lord. Victory is ours. Victory is ours. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. We can't thank you enough, Lord God. We don't deserve anything, Father. But we thank you anyway. We thank you anyway. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's do our declaration. We don't have Rona. Rona don't have us. We can't get Rona. And she can't get us. And we thank you, Father, that by Jesus Christ, we are healed. And Father, I bless your people with the following blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the eternal God turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah.